all right what is up you guys welcome back to behind the mask of horror i'm sam i'm lena and, and we, we get, get excited, excited about things that go bump in the night and the things hiding under, under our bed welcome back you guys today we are diving into the movie silence of the lambs and the real people the movie took inspiration on before we head into everything sam is going to give a little brief introduction Yes, so Silence of the Lambs came out in 1999, starring Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, directed by Jonathan Dame and written by Ted Daly. It will go on to gross about $270 million, also winning Oscars on Best Picture, um, Best Supporting Actor, Best Actress, and Best Actor. So the movie is, you know, based off of a um, two serial killers, Hannibal Lecter and Buffalo Bill. We'll get into more about them a little bit later. But the movie starts off with Jodie Foster, um, who plays the character of Clarice, who's the main protagonist. She's actually in the FBI Quantico in Virginia, and she's doing her training. She's training to become an FBI and all that. Um, so Clarice, we see, is a very strong force, and it really shows at very early on in this movie that she's going to be one of the main leading people and it's it's really surprising because she's a woman you know back then in you know the 90s and even before then women were not seen in a place of power yeah they hated women (laughs) and especially in a position that she's in as an fbi agent it was almost like never heard of you know maybe you had the occasional woman that was a cop but never in such a high stature as an FBI agent. And we see later in the movie that she actually gets this drive from her father, who actually passed away when she was younger. Um, so that's like her driving force to be who she is. In early on in the movie, we see that Clarice is being given a new case, even though not being an FBI agent just yet, still in training. Um, she's very um, smart and intelligent. She's looked highly upon by a gentleman named jack crawford who is an actual fbi agent and one of the head um leading persons in um the fbi agency in in total yeah um we see her given this case to speak to a serial killer known as hannibal lecter now hannibal lecter unbeknownst to the audience is this uh insane serial killer who is actually a cannibal otherwise known as hannibal the cannibal and Clarice is actually very surprised that she's given this case because it's a very high case, you know? She doesn't know how she should feel about this, but she's ready to take it on. And I do like that we see that she's not a very, you want to say, cocky person and not this person that just wants to show off, oh yeah, like I got this case. She actually wants to learn from this and actually wants to prove herself. So in the next few scenes, we do see her meet with Hannibal Lecter. And when she get there, when she gets there... She's met by the asylum's head doctor, um, Frederick. And once again, like I said, women are actually very looked down upon uh, and they're treated like an object and not really a person. And off the bat, this gentleman says he gets a lot of FBI agents around here, but never ones as pretty as as her. Off the bat, like no one would ever say that in real life. Well, people would say that in real life, but like, a woman wouldn't say that to a man, but yeah. men would say it to women. And that just goes to show that, like, they, she, he doesn't take her seriously. And it's, it's kind of upsetting. We do see different um, imagery on sexism in, throughout this movie. We see her uh, in the beginning, towards the beginning, you know, backtracking. She goes actually into an elevator right before she meets with Jack Crawford. And she's literally in an elevator full of men. She's the only woman there. And it just goes to show that, like... You know, women are never welcomed in a place where all men are at, but she always makes sure she has that place, you know, and she does it in a very humbling way. Period, queen. Right. Love Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> she really, like, rocks out this role. But yeah, so she meets this uh, gentleman, Frederick, and he takes her down to Hannibal Lecter. He is giving her a few rules on how to meet with him. You know, don't have any sharp objects near him, like pens or pencils. Do not tap the glass because he's actually enclosed in glass and not just metal bars like most prisoners. He's a little different. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) never tell him about 
your life because he will try to get into your head he's one of those sophisticated serial killers which you'll see how him and the other serial killer that we'll mention a little bit later um how they differ in the way that they act you know what's funny they have him in a little box with little like breathing holes like you know yeah. how you play like little animal <laughs> that's true but, but you have to think he about an him like an animal you know i mean he'd be eating human meat so it's oh, animal with some fava beans <laughs> some fava beans yes that's like a famous line i ate what was it like i ate his skull with some fava beans like yeah. what um but yeah so we finally meet hannibal lecter and played by um anthony hopkins I can I can I just say what an amazing actor he really truly made me believe that he was this serial killer Mm -hmm. before going into this um, podcast before we even uh, chose what we were going to talk about today I never watched Silence of the Lambs in its entirety I've only watched like maybe bits and parts so I was going into this like blind oh really yeah and honestly it's an amazing movie I was like what the heck did I just watch you know the first time I watched it I kind of was just like all right this is fucking boring really? and i kept I thought, skipping i thought it was very interesting but I thought, then i had like, to watch it again to yeah. like really appreciate it yeah i feel like sometimes we go back to certain movies and then we appreciate them more but um but yeah so what a chilling man he is and he he plays the actor like the the character very well so you know uh right right before actually right before we meet him we actually see a couple of other inmates like i was saying he's enclosed in a glass um box if you will if you ever seen the show you just oh. think about oh yeah where joe keeps his um his victims you know yeah. think about that and but other people are just enclosed behind bars which really shows like who he is and how like more dangerous he is um he even tells clarice like clarice is actually um being taunted at by one of the other um inmates and he's like oh i can smell your cunt like basically like disgusting (laughs) like you know he's trying to like get under her skin but hannibal lecter goes the opposite way and instead of smelling saying he smells that he goes i can smell like like the exact lotion i forgot what lotion he says but he says like the exact perfume exact lotion that she's wearing which is actually a little bit more chilling because it's like damn this man is like obviously a killer like obviously he eats humans so he he must know how these people smell like. It's yeah, but the disturbing. fact that he could like put a name to the scent. Exactly. So that wild. yeah, exactly. It's 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 very chilling. Like I would be more scared of the person that can know exactly what I'm wearing, like yeah. than the person that's just like I can smell your kind. All right, whatever. <laughs> Nasty. I could smell you because you stink. Period. <laughs> um. But yeah. So we we see that, and once. Once Clarice meets Hannibal Lecter, you can tell off the bat that Hannibal Lecter is very surprised that it, it is a woman, but he treats her the same as all the men because it is um, apparent that other people have tried to interview him and he just won't give out anything, like any of his secrets. Just like a lot of these serial killers do, they don't want to share their secrets. Some of them want to gloat, but some of them don't. Um, he's one that kind of wants to keep it to himself, keep him like a mystery. And we do we do see that he's actually very fond of Clarice. He wants her to do well. And at first, you know, she is engaging. She's actually actually asking questions that she has on her mind. But then he she gives her a sorry, she gives him a piece of paper with questions. And he's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Why why did you mess up? Like almost in the sense of like, why did you go off like script in a sense of why are you giving me something that your boss gave you? why don't you ask me these questions yourself? Like, why don't you actually engage with me? Like, he actually wants her to succeed in, like, getting him to talk. And he and she does, in a sense, but, you know, you could kind of tell even throughout the movie that he's kind of the one in charge, in a sense. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, throughout their conversation, another serial killer is mentioned. And Hannibal Lecter off-rip, he asks, like, oh, is you meeting me about the recent killings of a few girls i believe it was three girls that had already been I killed so, yeah and the name that is mentioned is buffalo bill and we're actually going to get a backstory from lena so james gum was born october 25th 1949 his mom oh well, i shouldn't be I, I laughed while writing this his mom failed in her acting career <laughs> and she became a prostitute which go off queen 
and an alcoholic which led him to be in foster care at age two. At the age 10, his grandparents took him out of foster care and took him back to Sacramento where he murdered them. As a result, he was sentenced to six years in Tular Vocational Rehabilitation. <laughs> um, when he got when he got out, he started a relationship with Benjamin Raspel, who financially supported him time to time, which we love a sugar daddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Raspel ended his relationship with Gum for a Norwegian sailor named Klaus. Gum murdered Klaus out of jealousy and created an apron from his skin and took his decapitated head and put a moth in his throat. So like in the... Um, the image of silence of the lambs you see clarice's face with a moth on her mouth that's yes. what um corresponds with yes, that's gonna come up a lot later yeah, yeah we'll get more into the, what the moth is gum beca- began his application for gender reassignment surgery believing himself to be transsexual but all of his applications were declined which i didn't know all of this yeah they going actually into the movie to, like put you through um like therapy to like make sure that you want to you know go through with this yeah. gender reassignment because if not then it's almost like they're signing away you just doing you know whatever yeah and then all of a sudden you're like wait no i take it back and then sometimes things are irreversible you know sometimes it is but some of these things aren't so mm-hmm. um but he's too he's too crazy <laughs> <laughs> um with his application being de- declined it resulted him assaulting a doctor at Johns Hopkins. His failed application will lead him to being identified as Buffalo Bill by the FBI. In the early 1975, he was introduced to Dr. Hannibal Lecter through Raspel, which is crazy. And according to Raspel, Gum would attack gay men, which fuck you. Um, Lecter himself would end up getting arrested for his own killing spree, including Raspel as his ninth victim. Gum would skin his victims and make suits and dispose of their bodies in lakes. He would also fake injuries to get into women's houses and abduct them. And later on in th- this episode, we'll get into some serial killers that were inspired with these actions. So back to what you were saying about, um, you said that Buffalo Bill was the one who was killing gay men, right? Yeah. So I think that that was almost like an internalized homophobia mm-hmm. because I feel like he thought that they were so free and out there and because, you know, he wanted the gender reassignment and, and was denied and because... It was kind like, of like jealousy. Yeah, it was kind of like jealousy. He's like, wow, they have what I want and I can't have it. So I think that's why he was like killing these people. Yeah, he um, was like, if I can't have it, then no one else can. Yeah, exactly. And which is... It's kind of sad the way you think about it. Like after I actually didn't realize that he want like he presented himself more as a woman until like later on in the movie. And I was like, wow, like that's kind of sad in a sense because, you know, and, you know, he's killing women because he wants to be them. Yeah. You know, but, you know, back to the whole synopsis of this story. So, you know, Buffalo Bill is mentioned and Hannibal Lecter questions whether, you know, he's the reason why Clarice is even there. And at first Clarice says, no, that's not the reason because she genuinely does not know that's the reason. And it becomes clear that, like Lena said, that Hannibal Lecter was his like psychologist, right? It was like that was his doctor. Yeah. And that was Buffalo Bill's doctor because remember, um, Hannibal Lecter is very smart and he was a person who was into um like therapy and he had a lot of crazy you know patients mm-hmm. <laughs> and in total he it was crazy sense. you know it makes sense and isn't that weird I feel you like are a what lot you of attract movies, yeah i feel like a lot of like therapists in movies are crazy you know like there are the the person that actually needs therapy yeah they're off the rails yeah so what a plot twist what I a plot twist but anyway so um we we do see like lena says that buffalo bill he has certain um how do you want to say it uh things about him like he he does certain things like when characteristics. Killing, yeah, characteristics yes when killing people um he removes skin mm-hmm. 
and he also puts a mouth a mouth you hear me a moth <laughs> into um all the people that he kills into their throat yeah. and it's placed there at first they think oh like you know because he he puts these victims after he's done with them he puts them in like a lake and so you would think oh maybe it's just like the water drags something into their mouth but yeah. no he's actually placing it there and um which is very like chilling and that's one of his like trademarks if you would say he also goes to have as well a special interest in specific kind of women certain serial killers would only like go to brunettes or go to blondes yeah, target you know? certain individuals yeah they they target certain people but he would target people who were a size 14 i'm not a size 14 so we can neither am i so. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's just um you know very um in-depth kind of thinking but yes yeah, so uh clarice ultimately realizes you know a little bit on in the in the movie that she is um trying to help out uh her old her superior figure out who buffalo bill is and it even becomes more prominent when buffalo bill like an idiot <laughs> goes ahead and kidnaps the senator's daughter now this is a key difference between hannibal lecter and buffalo bill and even other serial killers off the bat buffalo bill he does stalk his victim but he doesn't stalk them for a long time he kind of just uh comes out of the shadows um like a wimp would do you know i hate <laughs> that like all these men that be trying to kill women they all do it like in the shadows like and like they do it like they sneak up behind you because they know they're weak typical men right um <laughs> but um but you see the difference so like buffalo bill he's not this person that takes the time out like oh who is this person does this person have any family members that's gonna miss them you know he doesn't take the time to think like that which ultimately leads to his yeah. demise because he takes a senator's daughter obviously everyone in the world is gonna go after you now because you took someone of high power their daughter you yeah. know and you know that relates also to like Hannibal Lecter. He's more smarter because obviously he's gone through a body count, and you know killing people, eating them. You know he harvests their bodies and stuff like that, and, and didn't get caught until later in life. You know, and it resonates with other serial killers. Some serial killers don't, you know, take the time to to really invest in getting to know who their victims are which is you know like a good thing for the victim because they could ultimately get saved but you know bad thing for them <laughs> <laughs> not that i'm rooting for them or anything um but yeah so now with the senator's daughter being kidnapped we see that there's a huge manhunt going on now the senator's daughter was actually caught now um and a dumbest way ever yeah no like no shame to her because people have been caught like have been kidnapped for less like yeah. you know it's almost like when you say like to a kid like oh hey i have candy in my truck and that's how kids are kidnapped sadly or like you know other ways of like oh like you want to check this out oh my dog is injured you know they come out with these things so he actually does present himself off as weak it's not that he's charming enough to get these women to go with him it's that he's weak enough that these women actually feel bad for him yeah. in the scene where she gets kidnapped he's like struggling to put a couch in the this trunk of this yeah. van and she goes over and it's like oh like do you want do you need any help and he's like oh yeah please like and you see he's ugly this man but ugly. Is, this man has a receding hairline he might as well not even have a hairline <laughs> <laughs> he might as well not have hair period right um <laughs> but um you know so but the thing that she does wrong not saying that you can't help people but you know be aware and she actually goes in the truck to lift the couch from inside Which to help is it dumb. up yeah like if you would have had a reverse where you're outside at least he wouldn't be able to like trap you in a confined space yeah you would have and time you, to escape yeah and you have time to escape and a time to run you know like we're not saying not to like you know be a good person but like you know be smart and like think things out before you do that um but yeah so you know like i said the there's a whole big manhunt now going on and since Hannibal Lecter knows about him, they're trying to get him to say 
oh like what everything is like you know get him to release who this person is what's his name where does he live what does he look like but Hannibal Lecter is smart and he's like no like I want something in return you know I want a plea bargain if you will and he says that he wants to be moved to a different um jail asylum Mm -hmm. center because he does not like the the doctor that is there um yeah but this man literally chose like the caribbeans or some shit yeah he was like he was like yeah i want to go to the caribbean and you know you could have me in a um in a facility there and like i want to be able to go into the water he's like i want to go into the water at least once a week that's like his outside time you ask him for too much sir right now granted they he is in a position to ask for a lot just because it's the senator's daughter yeah that's you know? true so he he takes that into advantage and he's like all right but i'm going to just try to get my way out of this and um ultimately at first they kind of don't want to give it to him but Clarice kind of you know persuades him like no he knows he knows and she presents him sorry presents him with the 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 plea bargain like if you tell us what he looks like tell us what he is where he's at we will give you all of this and she you know he she goes oh you'll be able to go in the water but you'll have like 10 guns on you pointing at you at all times (laughs) which is true because this man is crazy he could literally swim away yeah but it's the ocean how far can this man get i mean with him anything's possible (laughs) it's true um but yeah so uh, she presents this plea bargain to her, I mean, to him, and actually the doctor who runs the, the facility is actually really upset because he's actually upset that they have a connection. Um, Clarice and Hannibal Lecter have this connection because he's been trying to get into Hannibal Lecter's mind for the longest, and she, and he's failed miserably, and he's ups- kind of upset that a woman is doing better than him, so it's it's kind of messed up in that sense. Woman power. Um, right, woman power. Power to the woman. Period. But yes. So, um, once he accepts the the plea bargain, he is put on a plane. Now, before he's put on a plane, they strap him up in, what's that called? A, uh... I don't remember what it's called, but it's like the ones that they put, like, packages on. No, no, no. I'm saying the like people in the asylum and oh in the straight jacket oh straight jacket that's what it's called um yes yeah, so they put him in a straight jacket you know wrap his arms around him and he's almost being carried out in like <laughs> like a little those, baby like like a carrier like if you ever see like an amazon worker put like boxes and roll it into the street yeah. like into that rolly thing that's where he's being carried from because <laughs> they don't want him walking they don't want him doing nothing they want him fully restrained and because he's a cannibal they actually have a mask over him with bars where his mouth is, which yeah. is a very iconic shot. Um, now, before he gets all wrapped up like this, the doctor, the one that explained the rules, left a pen on the bed. Fucking idiot. This man's an idiot. So, of course, once you see the pen on the bed and, and Hannibal Lecter looking at it, you're like, oh my God, I don't know how he's going to get it. But he's gonna get it because he's sneaky like that that's why yeah. there's so many rules so you know of course like i said that iconic shot of him being rolled off the flight with the restraints with the mask over his mouth uh that's a very iconic shot he actually meets the the parents who, who like the senator and the senator's wife of the of the girl who's being kidnapped her name is Catherine, by the way and he explains, he's like, oh, like, thank you for meeting with me, and I'll tell you what you want. So he actually explains, you know, some about who Buffalo Bill is. We later find out that the only thing that he explained correctly and that was right was what Buffalo Bill looked like. Not really, like, what his name was. He lied about the name, and he lied about, like, where he would live. He just gave them a little piece of evidence because, of course, he's not going to give away his best um his best way out because he could always be like oh well now i want more if you want another piece of evidence you know he's yeah he's very smart like that um and now moving forward we do see Catherine is in this hole in the earth literally like in the basement there's like this big well-sized hole and she's in there with buffalo bill like right above her with his freaking white poodle dog that's like super <laughs> annoying 
Um, and he tells her, put the lotion on the skin or you'll get the hose again. It and, puts the lotion on its skin. Right, or else it gets the hose again. It's <laughs> such an iconic line. And everyone, like, if you ever go out and say that, everyone will know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I would hope so. Yeah, it's almost like the line, like, here's Johnny from, like, The Shining. Like, everyone knows where that's referenced from. And um, it's a very iconic line. Actually, um, my main man, Eminem, love this man. He actually (laughs) has a song called 3AM, and he says that line a lot. I really feel like that whole song is for Silence of the Lands because it's a very, like, sickening song. But, like, it's my favorite one from him. And I'm (laughs) like, of course it is. Why is this my favorite? um but yeah so um you see that scene and you see the reason the whole reasoning behind him wanting to put lotion on her skin is because of course he like lena said he wants to make he wants to like yeah he wants to make skin suits and we find out women's skin suits you know which is why he wants a size 14 he's he's making his own woman's suit out of women which is very chilling to understand and know. Um, which is why, uh, like in a previous scene, we see a lot of these women who were already killed. Parts of their body was skinned. Like yeah, it was he's like sick one, in the head. Yeah, one of them had like legit triangle cuttings on their back. Oh, like, you're getting fancy now? Yeah, I was like, um, not triangle, diamond. Diamond <laughs> shape. Um, I don't know why I said triangle. I had like the image of a diamond shape in my head. <laughs> I still said triangle. Um, but yeah. So, after that scene, we do see Hannibal Lecter back now in this, like I said, what, the show You. It's literally that. Now, that it's not, there's no wall behind it. It's legit just four corners of a glass cage. In the middle of a room. In the middle of the room. So, we do see that, and there's, like, guards watching him day and night and everything now we're we're all us as the audience we're all wondering when is he gonna use that pen that he found i know i was waiting for it right so he actually does meet with clarice one last time now we haven't spoke about clarice in some time but she has been kind of going through it uh she is kind of questioning herself whether she's making the right decision whether she's doing everything good and I do like that. I do like that she does question herself and that she is scared because it is a scary thing. You know, you know, she's a badass, but we're all human beings. Things get scary sometimes. And yeah. it's okay to be like that. Now, after she meets with him, you know, this is kind of like the last time she'll ever meet with him because the doctor says, like, you're never allowed to be here again. You know, she kind of goes off and she's like kind of focuses on. like trying to get buffalo bill now now she's like you know what now i just gotta focus and we see him give her her um case notes Mm -hmm. back and like through um what is it through the through the glass and he kind of touches her finger and it's like the most chilling thing like ever it's like i was like ew don't touch it's kind of like the finger from um Oh my god, scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking about. No, that that's disgusting. <laughs> that's what I felt like. I was like, ew. Um, but yes, so right before she leaves as well, we do see kind of where the movie Silence of the Lambs comes from. Like the doctor said, not to give him any background about your personal story. Clarice does the opposite. She actually tells him, not goes in full depth because she doesn't want to but she does let loose on some some things and i think she does it because she wants him to trust her like if she can say stuff then he could say stuff yeah you know you kind of have to sometimes get on their level mm-hmm. and um treat them almost like a human being even though they're an animal um and she like i said earlier she, the whole reason she's becoming an fbi agent is because of her father yeah now, her father did die um, very early on when she was around, like, 10 or 11. And she wasn't... She was given to her cousins that were lived out on a farm. Mm-hmm. And very early on, like, you know, she didn't really want to be there. But she did hear one night she was woken up by screams. And she, you know, follows where that's coming from. She thinks it's a kid. She doesn't know what it is. She finds out it's a lamb. And she initially kind of, like it's really sad like these lambs are actually being ready for slaughter they're about to be killed and she even tries to open the gate 
and none of them will leave and she doesn't understand why these lambs won't take freedom and everything Mm -hmm. like why they won't leave they see that you know homeboy their friend ain't coming back (laughs) they like where's bob bob ain't coming back bob is the meal you know so r.i.p bob right (laughs) (laughs) um and she ultimately one day runs away and takes one of the lambs with her but ends up you know being caught a little bit later on like a few hours later and she doesn't get returned back to the to the farm she gets put into foster care which you know really shows how strong her character is like she's still like a lot of kids it's sad um in foster care they don't go on to have like this really great life and it's really great like profession but she was able to like really make it out of there besides all the obstacles that she faced which is really great and but she always has these nightmares about the screaming lambs which is i believe why it's called silence of the lambs even hannibal lecter says like oh you always think about that screaming lamb. You're always trying to silence the lambs in your head, which is why you you want so badly to get Catherine safe. But is that really gonna silence them? Which I think is like a really cool like callback to like you know the title of the movie. And yeah. I like that it was it was called Silence of the Lambs and yeah. that whole backstory. Like it doesn't seem far fetched. Sometimes like it's like a reach when people say the name of the movie. You know, in certain movies, it's like, eh, you didn't really have to say that line. <laughs> but this is, like, actually, it goes well with the the movie. And it makes it even more fun for me to know that that's, like, what the movie is called. Yeah, when he said that, I had, like, chills. I was yeah, like, I was like whoa. Ooh. I was like, oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah, I was like, that's so cool. Like, you really see how the writers really took um, care with this movie. And they, they knew what they wanted to make. Um, so, like I was saying, um, she ends up leaving. And then it pans back to him. And you see that he's drawing Clarice at a farm. He literally has, like, a drawing of her. (laughs) That's sick. Right. And it's funny because after she leaves, after we see the drawing, he actually orders another dinner. He's already had dinner, but he asks for another dinner. And the dinner that he asks for is lamb chops, which is, that's messed up. Because he just told you not to eat the lambs (laughs) and you eat the lamb. Right, but he does this on purpose, and the two guards come in. They bring him his lambs, and they tell him to you know put his his hands behind his back because they're gonna they're gonna cuff it mm-hmm. because they they want him to you know not be able to like get out. Now, <laughs> and so the they 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 cuff her. I mean, they cuff him and the the officers come in one of them comes in with the food and the other one's just there for you know extra support and security the the um <laughs> sorry there's like noise in the background and it distracted me sorry <laughs> um so yeah so they come in and he also like he says oh mind the drawing like you know don't put the food on top of the drawing like i don't want to mess up and then all of a sudden right before we see right before he gets handcuffed he takes this sharp point out of you know when you click the the pen yeah that little sharp thing that's on the side of it he had taken that off from the pen and he put it in his mouth he once he gets handcuffed he's already taken off the handcuff he takes off one one of the the guards he he tells him to get closer (laughs) and then he handcuffs them it's just crazy right so then he gets up after you know handcuffing the guy to like um this pole that was in there he gets up goes to the other uh the other officer and straight up bites his face like really takes a bite out of him comes back takes the baton that they have that you know that they be hitting people with and he like goes to town with this uh, guy that's handcuffed with him and it's such an iconic shot. You, there's, like, a shot, like, very, like, cinematographic. You know what I'm saying? Like, very cinematic. Almost. Cinematic, thank you. Jesus Almost there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Very cinematic. And you see his, like, there's blood all over his, like, face. And he has, like, a white suit on with the baton. And it's just great lighting. And it's a very iconic, like, scene. I, I really do enjoy seeing that. Um, so then, all of a sudden it pans to the fact that there's someone 
there's there's people on the ground level of this building and they're like wait a minute someone's coming i believe it's like the fit from the fifth floor like who could be that like Mm -hmm. they're not supposed to switch so they're like wait what the heck so they all go up there they see the guy who's being hit by the baton he literally has guts pouring out of him and he's like hung up like on top of the the glass um cage which how the hell did he get them up there right that's a little tricky i'm not sure how you did that um and the fact that his guts are out it reminds me of like you know like pirates of the caribbean like yes the, when they have the what is that it's almost like a wooden like mermaid on like on the edge yeah. of the boat i always think of that on uh, my mom when i was talking to her about this movie she actually said oh what about like jesus on a cross i'm like first oh. off you're sick but yes that's crazy yes that is you true. know that's like you know because he's kind of cross-like you know yeah and that's very chilling now we also see the other officer who is like kind of still breathing but like just barely and his face is all mangled no one really wants to look at him and no one's looking at him at all because they they're just like so grossed out and so like scared about his face and they then they're looking for hannibal they see blood coming from one of the elevators so they think it's him they go they go up another floor they open the doors and they see him you know his his uniform and everything they think it's him they shoot at him at his leg just so that he's like you know down and they see oh my gosh he must be dead but they did hear gunshots beforehand Mm -hmm. so they're like okay must he must have gotten shot whatever they take they open the the little latch from the top of the elevator and the body comes swinging down and it's a hundred percent not him and we're like, where the hell is he? Dun, dun, dun. He was, he he took the face of the guy that he bit, put it on himself, and the guy who we thought was the officer that was still alive got wheeled off into an ambulance, and it's him. It reminds me of in the office when, Di- when Dwight was doing the CPR, and he took yes. the thing on his face. He's like, Clarice. <laughs> yes um another great parody of this movie um but yes so i thought that was like really like chilling i like i always you know i've always seen the office and i've always seen that and he's always like you know i saw it in the movie didn't think it was um believable turns out very believable you know and i never would have thought that that's how what that scene was and i was like oh my god yeah so he ends up you know killing everybody in the ambulance um (laughs) and he ends up escaping now we're going panning back to buffalo bill um clarice is you know trying to find clues and everything she's going to the town of who the first girl who the first victim was and she's trying to figure out like you know maybe little things on how to get him she ultimately hears from her superior and her superior is like oh yeah like we found him we're actually going to the house now we're like on a jet da 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 and there's a cool scene where Catherine, the woman who is kidnapped she actually lures the dog that he has into the well and he he's like no give me the dog bag give me the dog bag and all of a sudden you hear like a ding dong like like from the yeah from the bell of his door and you see clarice and then you see her superior both at two different doors so it's like oh my god is he behind door which number one, one? Yeah. you know which so, one's at the right door exactly and of course it's kind of believable that it would be that clarice is behind the correct period door. um and jack crawford he's at the wrong door and he doesn't understand why he's there like at the wrong place when he thought like everything was correct clarice ultimately doesn't think at first this is the killer she's you know talking to him and he gives off little cues that makes it believable that he is in fact the killer and she off rip says you know stand right there you know she (laughs) she ready she ready to, to to kill him and then he knocks the lights out. He knocks the lights out in a very chilling, um, uh, you know, scene where he has these night vision goggles. That's how he's be able to, like, attack at night. Yeah. And Clarice doesn't. So she's doing this basically blind, if you will. And But she's very smart. You know, she's done a lot of training. And she's looking every which direction. All of a sudden, he has a gun. But he keeps reaching out to her, almost like wanting to touch her. But he doesn't, you know. And that's the difference between him and Hannibal Lecter. Like, Hannibal Lecter doesn't play with his food, if you will. You know, he gets them all for it. But this guy, he's almost, like, childlike in his mannerism. That he's, like, 
he kind of wants to touch Clarice and like see who she is, find out about her. But that ultimately leads to his demise because when he clicks the gun to like shoot her almost, she hears it and is able to turn around and shoot him right before. Yeah, she was like, you would have fucking thought. Right, exactly. And, you know, so he's down. But it's so funny, right before the scene, she sees Catherine. She's like, don't worry, I'm an FBI agent. Like, I'm going to help you. And, she, and she's like, bitch, you better. <laughs> and I'm like, Catherine. Ungrateful. Hey, you're ungrateful. I would leave you there with exactly. the fucking dog. Exactly. I feel like Clarice could just walk out of here. Crazy. The entitlementism between that. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, ultimately, that's the end of the story with Buffalo Bill. Um, he dies. Catherine is saved. Catherine keeps the damn dog. Can we just talk about how Catherine keeps the keeps damn the dog fuck. that she was just about to kill? I mean, um, <laughs> the dog's in a better place now. Right. Um, but, you know, she loves it. Um, she, uh, Clarice ends up being able to graduate. And she's, you know, given, like, this, like, honorary, like, medal and all that good stuff. You know, saving the senator's daughter and all that. Now, the movie is about to end. We're like, oh, yay, happy-go-lucky and everything. And she receives a phone call. Now, she receives a phone call. And it's Hannibal Lecter on the other end. On the beach. On the beach. Not not really the beach, but he's in, like, a... Close In a Caribbean-looking area. Beach-looking island. And he's like, oh, I'm having an old friend for dinner. Right, and we see the doctor who owned the asylum <laughs> coming off the plane, and we just know he's gonna die. Honestly, let it rip. That guy was awful. Um, I actually condone him killing him. Yeah, but, I was um, like kind of expecting it. Mm-hmm. I, like I wasn't expecting it, but expecting. It. I was like, you know what? He's might might go after him, and that's the whole reason why the guy went yeah. to the island. He wanted to be safe from him, and it's almost funny, like. You see um, Hannibal Lecter in this horrible wig, like this blonde <laughs> wig that does not fit him. But I think he's doing it on purpose because he knows he's like a badass and he can get away with it and still be able to catch his prey. Yeah. So he kind of has that stupid disguise <laughs> for no reason. But I do, I do like it. And, you know, that concludes the movie. I really do enjoy it. And right now, Lena's actually going to talk about who some of the serial killers that were inspired by this movie. Yeah, so Buffalo Bill was inspired by real-life killers such as Jerry Brutos, who dressed up in his victim's clothing and kept their shoes. Um, also, there's Ed Gein, who fashioned trophies and keepsakes from the bones and skin of corpses he dug up at cemeteries. He also made female skin suits and skin masks, which disgusting. You're nasty. You're nasty. Um, he also desired to become his mother. Which reminds me of Norman Bates. Yeah. He loves you know, their mommies. They love their mommies. They're mommy boys. <laughs> They're mommy boys. <laughs> um, there is also a Ted Bundy who pretended to be injured. Like, for example, using arm braces or crutches as a plot to trick his victims for help. Yeah. Which, like in the movie, fucking this bitch Catherine just went into the truck with the couch. Yeah. I'm telling you, they use their weakness to mm-hmm. to get their prey. You know, they're not very cunning and sometimes not that charming even though a lot of people thought that um ted bunny was charming um, and like it's fucking uh, ugly like handsome i'm like this man is ugly but ugly but when they helped ted bundy he incapitated and killed them and dumping their bodies far away there's also gary m hednick i know i'm pronouncing that wrong but i don't care <laughs> who kidnapped and tortured six women and held them prisoner as sex slaves crazy that's crazy yeah Ed Kemper, who, like Gum, killed his grandparents as a teenager just to see what it felt like. Which, I don't know why people have this thought. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to know what it feels like? Exactly. That's, like, the weirdest thing ever. Like, I don't know if you got dropped on the head as a kid or, like, what the <laughs> fuck happened, but come on. No, seriously. <laughs> um, there is Gary Ridgway, who everyone knows as the Green River Killer which was still unidentifiable at the time of like the novel writing who like gum dumped women bodies in rivers and inserted foreign objects into their corpses so like buffalo bill he would put moths down their throat yeah they have these um characteristics to them like we said yeah. and, and little traits that they like to do they like to sometimes keep trophies they'll keep you know mm-hmm. their addresses you know keep certain things about their victims because they want to like go back and relive it which is disgusting i know 
Um, Ted Bundy, who, like Buffalo Bill, lured female victims into his vehicle. Bundy was executed at age 42 in January 1989, just months before Silence of the Lambs began production, which didn't know that. Um, the remains, this remains a relevant pop culture figure decades later due to the rise of true crime documentaries. Now, I feel like they should have kept Ted Bundy a little bit alive more. Uh-huh. Just so, like, they could study, like, serial killers and, like, the mind. Because uh-huh. I will get into this later, but um, he did help capture another serial killer. Ted Bunny? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I believe. Did, didn't Ted Bunny, I don't know if this is just a movie that I watched with Zac Efron, but didn't he, <laughs> um, didn't he escape, like, his first trial? Like, he yeah. ended up, like, running, like, yeah. out the window. I'm sorry, who was not watching this man? Y'all had all guns on Hannibal Lecter, but Ted Bunny, y'all was like, nah, he good, he good. Who let him near a window? Right. Um, okay, so Ed Gein and Jerry Budos are notorious for making skin suits out of their victims. Both men share personality traits with Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill torture methods connect to those of Gary, a Philadelphia native who lured women to his residence in the 80s and kept them in a hole. Just like Catherine. Now... Hannibal Lecter was introduced to everyone in the 1981 novel Red Dragon by Thomas Harris, which was a great novel. And then again in 1988 novel The Silence of the Lambs. According to Harris, he was inspired to create the Lecter character when he met a serial killer in a Mexican prison in 1963. And I'm definitely going to butcher this name. Alfredo Ballet Trevino, something like that who was known as the Wolf of Nuevo Leon. He was a former physician from Monterrey, sentenced to death for, mo- for murdering his lover, Jesus Castillo, and several hitchhikers in the late 1950s. Kind of like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I feel bad for like hitchhikers. Like, you can never be I could never. I'd rather yeah. walk. Honestly. Honestly, I feel like I've seen way too many, like, criminal minds and law and order yeah. Um, episodes to know like what to do and what not to do and plus we watch these movies so we know what not to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) although he was given the death penalty for his crimes his sentence was cleared and he was released from prison around 1980 after 20 years which why the fuck would you release him right and on top of that he continued his practice yeah i don't know that i don't know how he was able to continue his practice that's just that's unsettling imagine like yeah i'm gonna go to my doctor oh who's your doctor you know, just a famous uh, serial killer you know just i dropped dead right but good news he does die in 2009 from cancer which you know go for him hallelujah now the fbi agent clarice starling is also based on a real life fbi agent named patricia kirby who harris met while conducting research for his novel Harris got the idea of an FBI agent using a serial killer to catch another from the Green River killer case. Criminal profilers Robert Keppel and Dave Richard spoke to Ted Bundy to try and understand the psychology of the killer and why he kept doing it, which Bundy's help Gary Ridgway, also known as the Green River killer, was caught in 2001. So Ted Bundy had a little upper hand in that case. <laughs> if you could say so that was the backstory of silence of the lambs and where they caught their inspiration from yeah. yeah if you ever wanted to watch silence of the lambs you can watch it on apple tv for 3.99 or amazon prime video for 3.99 as well um i rented it on amazon prime i think they give it to you for like two days which is you know i mean i would actually like would like to have the movie and it's yeah. like you know actually own it i'm very big on that um, but you can also watch it. There's also times um, on, you know, cable television, like on AMC, that they do show it, especially like around Halloween and stuff like yeah. that. Also, speaking about Clarice, um, they have a show called, I think, Clarice. And I think it's based off of the whole Silence of the Lambs movie. Yeah, and it's based also, on her. Um, Lecter. Well, no, yeah. what's it called? No. Hannibal? Hannibal. There yeah, you go. Hannibal. And there was actually a movie, too. Um called like hannibal lecter i think there was two of them yeah uh but yeah and the show clarice i believe it was on the cw i believe that's where it came out 
And there was only there's only been one season so far. It came out in 2021. So I don't know if oh, they're ever gonna. Oh, it was recent. Yeah, very recent. It just came out. I'm not sure if they're gonna like keep going with it. I did hear like mixed reviews that it was good, it was bad. You know, sometimes like in such a great movie like this, there's like no replacing Anthony Hopkins. There's no replacing. Oh, yeah, there's no way. Um, Jodie Foster as Clarice. So. You know, if they're not coming back to reprise the role, like, not a lot of people will, like, take interest in it. Yeah. But I actually do want to check it out just because I see that there is only one season. So I do want to take a crack at it one day. Maybe we'll update you on the next episode how it is. Right, yes. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so this was our popular, unpopular opinion. <laughs> and, you know, just some, you know, great fun facts, a, a nice review of the movie. And, you know, just to let you guys know, us reviewing this movie is not, like, the same experience of watching the movie. So, you know, go out there and yeah, watch Yeah, definitely the movie. watch it and give yeah. us your opinions on it. And yeah, have you your own views it. on it. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be movies that I love and Lena may hate or, <laughs> you know, vice versa. And yeah. that's the great thing about, you know, own, having a podcast and being able to talk about these things. Because yeah. there's different views and different likes and dislikes. And there might be some movies or like topics where i'm more familiar with and sam might not know anything about it exactly like you know like we said in earlier episodes like i'm more into like slashers and i'm and more into like paranormal like witchy shit exactly so i may like take the lead sometimes and some of these things <laughs> yeah. and then she may take the lead and you know it's always a great learning experience and like i really do enjoy it a lot yeah but yeah, so on our next episode, we will be talking about Lighthouse, um, starring Willem Dafoe, and of course, everyone's favorite vampire, the and Batman, Batman. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Oh my god, oh that gosh. movie was wild. What Batman? No, the Lighthouse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it, so I'm going you into this to, again it's blind. On, it's on Amazon for money. Oh, no, it's free. free. Oh, yes. I'm definitely watching this. <laughs> um, but yes, I did actually see like a video um on YouTube like about the lighthouse and it I do see that it is kind of like it gives like midsummer and hereditary vibes. It's like one of those like A24 yeah, It is an A24 oh, film. Oh, see look at that. <laughs> Didn't even know. We will <laughs> also do an episode based on A24 films because yeah their films are just outright amazing they're fucking crazy on have you seen the last one x no i haven't yo x is so good we gotta talk about that one okay i love it (laughs) and i think they're they're coming out with a prequel to x um that they record that they actually made before releasing the movie x like actually oh really which i'm like a lot of guts it takes a lot of guts i Um, think there is one coming out i think it's called guy or something men. like men men there you go it actually came out i think yesterday or like this week and it comes a lot out of people this are already week. like it's so disturbing and I, that's that's just an a24 movie for them i think i'm gonna go see it this yeah. week i think there's like another movie i'm gonna look it up now um if it's a a24 movie what's it called it's called they them oh, they I... slash them but it's supposed to be like a queer movie uh-huh um, I think they're like at. Uh, I think it's an A twenty four film. I think right. Um, movie. Let me see. Bear with me while I try to figure this out. Um, A twenty four. Did it like recently come out? No, it's it's in the works of coming. Oh, out. Oh, okay. Um, but it's gonna start Kevin Bacon. No, it's not an A twenty four movie, but it's a Blumhouse movie. But I think it's cool Ooh. that it's called like a lot of people are like, oh, it's they them. No, it's they. Slash them. them, like that's such a cool like kind of way to make a movie title. I think that's very clever. I'm actually really excited to see that one. But yeah, um, but this concludes our Silence of the Lands Silence of the Lands review. And until then, be afraid they're here. <laughs>